Hosea chapter number 3, Hosea, the book of Hosea chapter number 3. Thank you, Preacher Yokely, for the good preaching tonight. Appreciate the good day that the Lord has given us. The book of Hosea chapter number 3. Then said the Lord unto me, Go yet love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love flagons of wine. So I bought her to me for fifteen pieces of silver, and for an omer of barley, and a half omer of barley. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot, and thou shalt not be for another man. So will I also be for thee. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Lord, I need your help tonight. I thank you, Lord, for you helping the man of God preach to us. And I pray that you would uh, direct my thoughts. And give me your power to preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Truth is, I, I guess humanly speaking, I don't feel uh, prepared, I guess, to preach this message. The Lord just gave me a thought, and I'm doing my best to follow him. You, you, you pray for me, please. This is an amazing story in the scripture. It uh, baffles my mind. Uh, I, guess, I guess I realize that uh, this was a, a real man, uh, a real prophet, and what's being said in this scripture has literally taken place. Somewhere around, I guess, 700 50 B.C. And there was a prophet by the name of Hosea. And the Lord has spoken to Hosea uh, in chapter number 1 and verse number 2. Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. That's profound to me. God talked to a prophet. And so here is Hosea, and he is God's man, and he's given himself to God. I think a lot of times we need to understand the Old Testament prophets many times preached more than a verbal word from their mouth. They also preached a message from their life that God told them to do. And out of their life, God proclaimed a message to his people. In effect, that's somewhat how he still works today. Maybe not on the same scale as he did the Old Testament prophets, but a man of God today cannot preach verbally any more than what he is living physically. 
And so that makes me sober as a man of God that I not only say something with my mouth, but I have to say something with my life. And the reason I do that is because he wants me uh, to shine the light of the gospel of Christ. He also wants me to preach to the people of God that you not only speak a word of witness, but you also live that witness with your life. I can't come up here and say anything to you that is more righteous than way I'm living. Because the way I'm living supports what I'm preaching. Same thing to you. I think that's why a lot of young people turn bitter against what their parents are saying. And they watch the way that they are living. So a message came to this prophet. Apparently before this word, he was without a wife. And God spoke to him. He said, Hosea, I'm going to give you a wife. He said, I want you to go take a wife. His heart probably leaped. Finally, I've got to help me. A woman that'll be with me in the ministry. A woman that we can multiply and raise children for the glory of God. But the Lord said, I want you to take a wife of whoredoms. Can you imagine how devastating that would be? But to Hosea, his whole being was in submission to God. Much like Abraham said, Offer up thy son, thine only son. An example of perfect submission. That's the way I want to live my life. I, I have not achieved that, but I, I'm, I'm gaining on that ground. I want to be totally submissive to God. I get nervous. I, I, I'm not like a lot of other preachers. I, I somehow have to feel like I'm, I'm prepared, I'm ready, I, uh, to get in the pulpit, it has to uh, be in my heart. I, I, I guess I just act weird when I, I know I may have to preach. I just go out and sit in the car when it's pouring down raining. And if I can walk, I'll walk and sometimes pace the floor down to church. But somehow, if it's not on the inside of me, I, I, I just can't get anything out of me. And, 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 and I think a lot of you preachers can understand that. All I want to do is bring to light what's taking place. So Hosea goes out and he takes a woman that is a whore. And her name is Gomer. And they're joined together in holy matrimony. And, And because of God's commandment, somehow, always in his mind and in his heart, There is this influence, this impact that this woman is not of the right way. This woman has got a nature in her that that she is a whore. So, So at some point he knows that there is a good chance she's going to turn and go back. All of this is a picture It's all a picture 
of what Israel has done to Jehovah God. Israel played the whore on Jehovah. Hosea is playing the type and the picture of God. And he said, I want you to do this because we've got to get a message to Israel. And so he marries her. And so at the process of time, she's with child. And the Bible says she bears a son. His name is Jezreel. Hosea feels somewhat comforted. She's got a baby now. She can nurse this baby and it'll calm those desires from her past. She can nurse it and and clothe it and feed this baby and it'll take her mind off of this past nature. But she ends that period of, of, of nurturing Jezreel. A period of time passes. Hosea frets. And God opens her womb and gives another child, a little girl by the name of Lo-Ruama. All of these children's names have a meaning. And so now she's got a little girl and Hosea, and, and, and please forgive me, I'm just trying to insert a little bit of my imagination. Some comfort here. Now she has a little girl. And he knows that he can, she can nurture this little girl and raise the little girl and, and, and sew little dresses. And, 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 and the time of her nurturing has passed and, and the Lord's opened her womb and give another son. His name is Loami. And sometime after Loami has been raised, The children have been fed and clothed. And and in my mind's eye, I see Hosea coming in from preaching. And he walks in the door. And the children are out hoeing in the fields and working. And on the kitchen table, there's a note. She says, Hosea, I'm tired of this way. I saw a young lady in the choir this morning. That was on your face. I could see that. You don't have plans of staying in this way. I want to reach out to you tonight. I don't want you to make a bad turn. I want you to turn right. Go to Calvary and find forgiveness of your plotted iniquities. That you're already meditating. Dear Jose, I'm tired of this way. I'm tired of the church dresses. I don't have any argument about the children. You can have all three of them. I've packed a few things and haven't taken any money. I plan on earning my own way. And she stepped out and walked away from the man of God. That's Israel walking away from God. And God was good to me one day, but mankind turned his back on a holy God that was so kind to us. She went out into whoredoms. She went to her first lover. And in exchange for her immorality, 
He fed her and cared for her and gave her the things that she so desired. Hosea is crushed in his spirit. What does he say to the children every night? There's the church dresses. Nobody to cook. Logramma's got to pick up. Making the barley loaves now. And, and, and discussion is made. And according to chapter number 2, Hosea is desperate. And he reaches out to his own children in verse number 2. He says, plead with your mother. Plead, for she's not my wife, neither am I her husband. He's saying, Amy, he said, draw her a picture. One of them pictures with a heart and a little arrow going through it. Make a little jagged edge and say, Mama, we want you to come home. You're breaking our heart. And Lorama, I want you to go out and pick some buttercups and put it in a little vase. He said, I'm going to gather up some corn and some wine. I'm going to get together a little silver and a little gold. We're going to go to that man's house where your mamas are sleeping at. We're going to leave it on the doorstep and woo her by the grace of God. Some time goes past and Mama never comes back home and, and Jose is weary because he's having to uh, take the scroll of God and, and go before Israel and preach with this broken heart. Amen. He says to the children, plead with your mother. Draw another picture, write another note. Jezreel comes in and says she's not there anymore. Daddy, she's over with another man. Another lover. I'll gather some corn and, and we'll get some fresh fruit of the vine. And uh, we, we'll go to the doorstep and put the buttercups in the picture and the love note and, and leave the provisions for her. Because in the midst of her shame and her violation of marriage, I want her to know I love her just like she's. I'm going to draw her with my love. Some time goes by and she never comes back. And, and, and the little girl speaks up and says, Daddy, she's not, she's not there anymore. She's not there. One of my friends at school said she's over at another section of town with another lover. We'll draw another picture. We'll get some more buttercups and I'm going to take corn and wine, and it's there in chapter number 2. I'm going to leave it on her, her doorstep and we're going to woo her and let her know because even though she's wicked and sinful and ungodly, I'm leaving these insinuations. I'm leaving these facts. I'm leaving these notes. I'm leaving these realities that I love my sinful wife. Some time goes by. Hosea comes in from preaching. He's got the scroll of the law of God and lays it aside and puts on his bibbed overalls and he's out with a sickle working in the barley. 
The wagon rides up and it's a neighbor. Brother Hosea, wanted you to know there's an auction Thursday. You might want to go. For the Bible says, for the Bible says, so I bought her to me for 15 pieces of silver and for an omer of barley and a half omer of barley. An auction. What kind of auction? Slave auction? Slave auction. He says, I got no use for a slave. You know what we're going through here. He said, I thought you might be interested. There's a ticket that's on the docket. It's got Gomer's name on it. Devastated. Auction off, never to return, no hope, no, 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 no chance of ever winning her back. What shall I do? Jehovah whispers, said, redeem her. Purchase her. Go to the auction. He loads up early in the morning. Gets them three youngins up. He's been pulling the cushions off the couch and digging for little pieces of silver. Jezreel, I've only got eight. You got any? I've got one, Daddy. Lorama, you got a piece of silver. They look in the cookie jar. They sit out the table. He said, all told, I've got 15 pieces. It won't do, it won't do. That's only half the price of a slave. We better go, Daddy. He said, this is all I got. Load up in the wagon and start to pull out the yard and pass the barn and looks up in the hayloft. Hold everything. Jezreel, you and Amy climbed the ladder. He said, I got an omen and a half a barley up there. He said, that'll drain everything I've got. Load her in the wagon. Fifteen pieces of silver and an omen and a half a barley. They head off. They head off for the auction. Gets there early, walks up to the auctioneer's table. Gives his name and got his number. Stands out in the crowd and the crowd's whispering. What's Hosea doing here? Has he not seen the ticket? Gomer's name is on it. Auction one slave and two and three and four. There she is back there in a, in a, in a stall in the barn. Time has passed and she's been used from one man to the other. Look at what the world has done to her. Lost weight, eyes sunken, hair matted to her head, skinny, used, full of disease, stinks, lying in that straw. An old filthy cloth draped around her naked body. The auction's coming to the end. One of the helpers goes back, opens a gate, grabs her by the arm, says, time for you, Gomer. Take her out. They jerk that rag off her naked body. She's going to be used for the men slaves. 
to appease them by their wicked desires. To calm them so that she can be used. There she stands, that nasty hair draping her face, hanging her head. The auctioneer says, not much, fellas. Not much at all. Give her a good bath. Your men will be settled as they work in the fields. They throw the rag to her and take her back and throw her in the straw. He starts off at the price of a slave. Thirty, it drops down to three. and Somebody offers two. Two goes to four. It lingers at five. All the way in the back. There's a familiar voice that says, I'll give six. Everybody turns. It's Hosea. What's he doing here? You mean he's bidden on that trash? Someone says seven. Another person says eight. Hosea thinks he's going to balk him. He says, I'll give ten pieces of silver. Jezreel says, Daddy, we've only got fifteen. Someone says eleven and it stalls and he says, going once, going twice. Hosea says to give twelve. He goes to thirteen. Finally, someone bids fifteen. And he says, Daddy, what are we going to do now? Going once, going twice. He's got the hammer in his hand. Hosea says, hold up. I don't have any more silver, but I've got an omer and a half of barley if you'll take that. The auctioneer looks at the other fella and he does that familiar nod. No. Nobody else is going to give that much for that trash, that whore. But you know who that is? That's me. That's me. That's you. He says, sold to the man of God. Sold to the man of God. The auction helper walks back to the stall. She says, who bought me? Where am I going? To Egypt? Did somebody from Egypt buy me? Did one of those Moabites? I hope I'm not going to Moab. No, no, Gomer. Gomer, your husband. Your husband bought you. Jose is clearing up his debts. Counts out 15 pieces of silver. They pull the wagon around back. And they're unloading an omer and a half of barley. He walks up the steps. The odor is atrocious. Matted hair. She said, I don't understand why you would give everything you got when I have hurt you so bad. He said, number one, honey, 
I've read the law of God and you are my wife. Number two, honey, and most of all, the world has trashed you and you've yielded yourself to it and you stink, but I love you for who you are. And I'm going to make a difference in your life. I have bought you and now you are forever mine. Forever mine. So I'm going to leave Hodgenville, Kentucky. And I'm going to go all the way back to 750 B.C. I'm going to show up in Israel. There's a man of God with a booming voice and jet black hair. And he's got the scrolls out. He's preaching the law of God and Israel's standing there. And he's preaching the, the judgment of the law, but the grace of God. Sweat's dripping and he rolls the scrolls together. Puts it up under his arm and I see him walking down the steps of the synagogue. There's a woman. A beautiful white dress. Jet black hair, gleaming in the sunlight. Her eyes are black, shining as coal. She looks at him and said, you did great, Hosea. She slips her arm up inside of his and she picks up Amy. And it looks strange to me. Brother Hosea, is that you? Yes, Brother Ronnie. Said, I come back, I've read about you, wanted to meet you. He said, These are my children. This is my wife. Um, wife as in, yes, Goma. Her flesh is full, her eyes are gleaming. She's been trashed, but by the grace of God, she's been made clean. She's been forgiven. She's been forgiven. When you read through chapter number two, you see the divine providence of God. In verse number 10, he says, will I discover? Verse 11 says, I will. Verse number 12 says, I will. Verse 13 says, I will visit. Verse 14 says, I will allure her. Verse 15 says, I will give her. Verse number 17 says, I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth. Verse 18 says, will I make a covenant? Verse number 18 says, I will break. Verse 19 says, I will betroth thee unto me forever. I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness. Thou art my people. I won't tell you. I'll have been saved for 46 years. If you'd have seen me 46 and three months, I was laid in a pile of straw. I stunk to high heaven. My hair was matted to my face. The world had used and abused me. I was bony and ugly. I had nowhere to go and no help. I heard an auction going on outside. 
And when they come got me, there was a man like I ain't never met before in my life. He said, Roddy, you are forever, 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 man. I went to Calvary. I gave everything. I gave everything to save you. Man, it feels good to be forgiven, to be clean, and to be washed. Amen. Oh, yes. Naomi said, I don't have nothing left, but there's a pool in me to go back to the house. Bible says, she said, I'm going home again. I'm going home empty. I'm going home empty. That's what every sinner needs to say. When they come to Jesus. I'm empty of holding on. I'm empty. She never could see chapter 4. Until she was sitting in that rocking chair. Rocking that baby. I didn't want Ruth to come with me, but it was a good thing she did. There was a prodigal son that had gone as far as he could go, and he thought, this is the life. This is the life. But he come to the end of himself when the money was gone and the crowd was gone. And that's where the crowd will go. If you try to turn that direction, they'll leave you when you stink. They'll leave you when you're broke. They'll leave you when you're stripped. He said, you know what? I'm going to get up and tell God I'm sorry. And I'm going to walk back to the house. Never had any idea about a ring or robe or shoes or food. Never really realized that he could be forgiven. And you can too tonight. You just wouldn't believe how much he loves sinners. And he wants to save you tonight. That's wonderful. I want you to be saved.